Well, now that Nelson's given me the lowdown, I think I might have to check out this here alchemy RPG for myself. Given that it's a virtual tabletop that focuses on narrative storytelling and role-playing experiences, my favorite part of any tabletop role-playing game, it's a darn right nice fit for my style. Now, even if that weren't enough, I reckon the fact that they just added Kobold Press's Scarlet Citadel, which is 5e compatible, Studio Two Little Mice's Memento Mori, which is a folk horror RPG system set in Europe in 1347, whatever that means, as well as Free League Publishing's Vasen, which is a Nordic setting horror RPG, on top of all the great systems and publishers they already had support for, well, that's about enough to turn any old cowpoke's head. And I reckon you'll find me rolling dice and narrating my players facing some of the greatest monsters of myth and legend over at app.alchemyrpg.com, where you can always play for free or sign up for unlimited games, characters, and worlds at a mere $8 a month or $88 per year. See you around, partner. Oh, I have a note, but it's downstairs somewhere. Are you <laughs> fucking <laughs> kidding me? Chapman's gone for the note. You can hear his footsteps retreating. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, I just heard, I just heard a car door close. <coughs> there, that's an engine starting for sure. The hell? <laughs> it sounds like he's driving away. It sounds like he crashed on his own street. Oh my god, I hope Chapman's okay. Now Koga's barking. Wait. Wait, I just heard the front door open. Okay, so it turns out the note I had was actually from November. Okay. Are you yep. still relevant? On, still relevant. Me. And it, it says say? mysterious samples, greater healing potion recipe. <laughs> Oh, God, no. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to you. The last time we saw the party navigating some awkward family reunions with the Folgers. I really liked the part with Truffles, though. Now, despite being sent away for lack of suitable rooms to stay, Johannes leads most of the party deep into the apparently secret depths of the mansion to some hidden rooms of his past. And while that's happening, Koza was off on another ferreting adventure to listen in on conversations he was not invited to. Now, I think we can all agree there is a wonder to the bonds we forge with family not assigned to us, but found along our journey. I think it's the power of choice that makes it special. Now choose with intention, listeners. And as always, Y'all take care now. <laughs> <laughs>
open on Ferret Koza. Uh, Koza, you would be uh, hiding because if I remember correctly, you were waiting yes. for Johannes's brothers. Wait, me? I believe you were. What were you waiting I was. I don't think he ever met. Yeah. I th- who, he, who were you waiting I, on? I what was were you waiting, waiting on? I was trying to see. I went to my, my ultimate goal was to, to spy on the meeting um, that Ilfiel was going to be at. Got it. Spying on Ilfiel. On the meeting so, that. No, no. On the meeting that Ilfiel had. Yeah, so spying on Ilfiel. Creeping on Ilfiel. Uh, <laughs> All right. Ferret Ferret Koza, you are going to be hidden away in a little in a little ferret hidey hole, waiting to see what happens to indicate that there's going to be the meeting going forward. You see a pair of halfling men walk past you, having a conversation, but in sort of a hushed whisper to one another. Koza twitches those little ferret ears to get a better listen. All right. Should we do some sort of whisper mumbling? Like, yeah, that'll make for not awful audio. Um, Finally, our ASMR episode is here. So go ahead and roll perception for me, Chapman. Roll perception. Enhanced ferret perception. You're not going to believe this, but I have just the die to roll perception. Is the die nose? <laughs> pull pull out this, this die. It's a 20-sided die. It happens to be super useful in the game. <laughs> uh, that's a 22. So you're going to be able to hear in hush whispers a conversation that does, in fact, mention your very good friend, Johannes. They are having a conversation about how concerned they are that Johannes and his friends have shown up and how they're worried that it is going to interfere with the Drake sale. You're not entirely certain what that means. I'm going to try to follow them now. So they are not going to notice you sneaking up behind them, despite the fact that your little ferret feet are clearly audible on the floor. I'm trying to tiptoe as a ferret, but it's just not working. I just like the idea of like you like really whirling your little legs, trying desperately to sound like sneaky. Mm-hmm. I just the the image of a ferret trying to walk like that is very funny to me. So they're going to cut into a room that you know from your days as a noble is the parlor. Hmm, I know from my days as a noble, this is a parlor. They're going to try and shut the door, but your slinky little body is going to duck in really, really fast. You're going to see that Ilfiel is already sitting on the on one of the love seats, going over a very large bundle of parchment. Her face is uncharacteristically studious. I'm gonna go try to find another one of these little hidey holes. Okay, so you're going to find actually what appears to have been a mouse hole in the house to begin with. Uh, it, it appears to have be long vacant, so you decide to, you know, wiggle into it. Yeah, I, I did knock before entering, just to be clear. I do appreciate you being so conscientious and kind, but you do wiggle back in and use it to hide and watch what happens. Yep. In the meantime, while he observes this, we will cut to the party. 
have trying to sort of get their bearings, I believe, and figure out how they're going to stay in this weirdly dusty room. Huzzah! 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 Huzzah No matter how much of this dust you put huzzah away, I, it seems like more comes and takes his place. Well, it's just... I just gotta... I just gotta keep going. I gotta... Huzzah! Huzzah! Surely there's a limit to... To how much dust could be down here. You should just press to digitate our allergies away. That would probably be faster. I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's how this magic works. I could I could do little gusts of wind, but I I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I think that'll make things a lot worse before they make it better. Solonart, you're starting to sweat. It might be wise to just kind of let it be. Huzzah. <laughs> I can I can get it to where it's comfortable. I don't, I don't know that I'll get it clean, clean, but you know. Huzzah. Are you just focusing on one end of the room? No, I was, I was just looking for the dustiest spots. I mean, maybe if you focus on one area that is least dusty and just clean that up, then we should be okay. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea, Bud. I'm going to... I'm gonna sit down for a minute. I'm kind of lightheaded. So, Johannes, how did you find this room? Well, back when um, the room upstairs, Truffle's old room, was my old room, I used to go here all the time because sometimes nobody wants to be disturbed. And sometimes, even if you're playing with your pet pig and you're playing a game of catch the squealing pig uh, in the room, then uh, that can also disturb people from halfway across the house. So you gotta find new games to play. So Truffles and I used to play Hide the Pet Pig. And then one day we hid so well we were here. That weirdly doesn't answer the question I actually felt like I asked, but does give me more insight. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys, I found a broom. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be on broom duty. When so, you're sweeping the room, you gotta have a trusty broom. The last hey. time Solidar cleaned a room, he set it on fire. What? When, when you're you cleaning a room, wasn't really Weren't you good. cleaning the kitchen on that boat? No, a, that was Johannes. And the room <laughs> has earned your ire. The only way to clean that room really good is to set that room on fire. <laughs> Johannes, oh. put that match away. Hey, Bo. Yo. Can I speak to you real quick? Yeah, sure. Alita's going to kind of lead you into a corner and sort of Bo like... Bo's eyes go wide with terror. And and it's going to kind of like <laughs> lean a little bit. So what do you make of this? What, the whole like the whole thing? Because that's a pretty big ask. I, I mean the thing with Johannes's family. Oh, there's definitely some shady stuff going on here. I... Yes, but narrow that down, please. Um, well, I mean, they're in leagues, uh, whether they know it or not, with that uh, dragon priest, um, who I'm sure is up to no good. Um, and, uh, you know, I want to be charitable and say they probably don't even realize that this person's up to no good. But I got to tell you, and he gets quieter, he's like, I'm starting to get the feeling that Johannes's parents are the types of people who would get up to no good. I mean, 
maybe. I, I guess part of it is I'm also trying to figure out what... Why is Johannes's family... Why do they have so much animosity towards him? Maybe... I don't know. Maybe... Maybe they don't like his sunny disposition. Uh, you know, maybe maybe there was some incident that happened that we don't know about that... Uh, maybe they're just jerks. I mean, you know, <laughs> Johannes seems like a nice guy. I'm not really sure what... He can be a little annoying sometimes, but it always comes from a good place. I, I'm sorry. I, I, as the voice in the sky, need to pause at boat going, he seems like a nice guy. You guys have been traveling together for months. Boat looks up at the sky. Like, you know, the ceiling. Yeah, people, people can lead secret lives. You don't know. There are such things as long cons. And when you're cleaning a place, you gotta keep it clean. Because if you don't get all the dust, it might get mean. And then it comes for you and it beats you up. And you gotta get your broom and get but that I don't, schmuck uh, with some soapy I don't really water. Think he looks over there. Like, I don't really water. think Johannes is is up for a long con. So that's why, that's why I'm pretty much bought into his just general goodness. Yeah, I think that's probably a smart bet mm -hmm. overall. I don't know. I just, I don't like any of this, but I'm trying to figure out how much of this is really ours to get involved with. Uh, I'll tell you how much of it is ours to get involved with. Um, probably the percentage that uh, overlaps with the dragon priest. Uh, we don't need to get involved in any family drama. Um, we seem to have been getting involved in lots of family drama. I feel over the like Bo of this is adventure. the last human being on the planet that can go. We don't need to get involved in family drama. Look, look, we we don't we don't need to get dragged down by this kind of by this kind of like family side quest here. Like we need to just figure out what we're doing and get out of here. And fi we need to figure out what that dragon priest is doing, and uh, also stop Koza from trying to go out with her. <laughs> I don't know that I want to overstep my bounds, but I do think that a chromatic dragon priest is probably not the ideal romantic prospect for Koza. Yeah, you do not want a chromatic dragon priest as part of your family. We gotta move, we gotta just move on from that. Do you have experience in having chromatic dragon priests as part of your family? It's just a feeling that I have that it probably just wouldn't <laughs> lead to a good outcome. Especially for us. Uh huh. Uh huh. Flapoon. Oh, no. oh God, it's in my eyes. Oh man, you can't sneeze right when the soap suds are dancing around your face. Where did you get soap and hot water and a mop? It burns. Oh man. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You gotta hold still. Okay. On three. Uh huh. One, two, two. three. Why? Why? The water's so warm. Oh god, yeah. there's soap in the water too. Oh, whoa! Oh, oh no. no! I forgot that I put soap in all the water. Oh. Okay, there's soap gonna... in your canteens! <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Get ready. One, two, three. Um, I, I cast, um, bless. No, lesser restoration. <laughs> I cure you of soap blindness. <laughs> oh. Oh, that actually feels remarkably better. Thank you, Johannes. Haha, -ha, I have a oh. degree. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was highly unpleasant for just a moment there. And uh, yeah. so, you know, Alita, uh, in addition to all that, and Boat is just looking at the two of them trying to clean. His, he's like, I, 
I think probably hiding out here maybe was, in retrospect, a bad idea with uh, all this nonsense going on over here. I feel like we're going to get found out, and that's going to lead to a bunch of questions from that from that red dragon priest. Charles, do you really think that the shenanigans are going to change whether or not we're in this room? Um, I, I mean, if you're hiding out in a room, generally you want to be quiet. You don't want to be goofing around, you know. Maybe, maybe the fact that they're cleaning it, that could get us some goodwill. I just think, I think the less opportunity we have to be seen by that dragon priest, the better. Because who knows, like, who who she knows. She might know people who know us, and they would be able to identify us. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's looking for us. You she's- can use his real, his real name. Um, Charles Gravicus Bar- Barnelius. <laughs> That's for the Roman time travel episode. (laughs) That'll be my alias when we go to the Boris Empire. Oh, sick. Hell yeah. Gravicus Lumpicus. (laughs) No! (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm really starting to think this was a bad idea. We should have just gone to a hotel in town and maybe kept a watch on the building. Hey, check out how clean it is over here, guys. Uh, Johannes and I have been very hard at work. It's a clean corner. Guys have done a wonderful job. Thank you very much. Heck yeah. High five. Oh, too much soap suds on the hands. Whoa, too much soap suds on the hands. Uh, How do we do this? We just got to line it up right. Felix is happily jumping on a discarded sponge, trying to get more soap suds out and attempting to help with cleaning the floor. Hell yeah. All right. Jump, little dragon. Jump for cleanliness. <laughs> All right, what, what's our plan exactly? What's our plan now? Well, we can't leave Koza here by himself, mm-hmm. so we got to find some way to rendezvous, which I think Koza is trying to sneak into... Uh, hmm. You know, now that I think about it, when Ilfil was being led away to see her room and Koza turned into a ferret, and followed them. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent what that's all about. Hopefully it's not as weird as it sounds like it is. It really is. Well, we can ask him when we meet he back only up. Likes, he only likes following people as a ferret when they're doing some kissing. <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Ain't that right, Felix? <laughs> <laughs> that does raise the question though. Should we leave Cole here? Yeah, of course. First, we make sure we don't leave Koza uh, uh, alone. Second, we make sure we leave Cole alone. I don't know <laughs> if, like, the, the dragon priest sort of cottons to the idea that Cole is harboring this demonic presence uh, within him. Like, that might not work out so well for Cole. Well, even mm. even more than that, it seems like your entire family is somehow tied up in all of this business and if they're going to be all that busy with business the whole time I don't want Cole to be completely unsupervised like that's no way for a child to grow up that's how I grew up my family's always embroiled in business they're business boys and girls with less alliteration on the other one I mean Mm. I would argue that you grew up well in spite of how that was as opposed to because of it. Mm. Well, I guess we're just going to have to 
Well, uh, we take the day tomorrow to really make sure that we're making the right decision and uh, that we're sending Cole to the right uh, boarding house. It's like a boarding school, but where you live. Wait, are, are you saying there are boarding houses on this property? Yeah, we've got three, and they're all named after different types of animals. Oh. What? And you spent a lot of time in these boarding houses as a child? Well, so you gotta, if you're going to be hiding well, you got to make sure that you use every avenue available to you. Johannes, explain these boarding houses. One has all of these, like, um, stables, like what you'd use for horses, but they're way too big for horses. And they have cages, and they've got... Um, lights come in through the side of it a little bit, but they have spells on them to make sure that there's not that much noise leaking out. So you can go inside, you can make a whole bunch of ruckus and uh, <laughs> get up to all sorts of shenanigans. It's pretty fun. And um, they've got different uh, big, I told you they're named after different animals because they've got big animals on the inside, like one looks like a dragon without wings, and one looks like a dragon without feet. And one looks like a big goal. Like if you had like a lion, but also a snake, uh, but also like like another animal. I can't remember. Maybe it was a hippopotamus. <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> Johannes, these all sound like highly dangerous magical creatures. Well, I mean, if you wanted to look at them as not fun, then maybe they would be. I, do you recall playing with any of these animals and it being a good time? No, I don't. They were kind of empty while I was moving through there. They're just boarding houses all boarded up. They're boarded up boarding houses. I don't think we can leave Cole there. I'm starting mm. to think that Cole would be better off in Marine with the Knights of Alaria. However... We have not spent much time with Johannes's family yet, so it's possible that first impressions are not everything. There are a I lot, don't always though. make good first impressions. Yeah, think about it. It's always been good news when we've met each other's family. Like when we met Co well, maybe. <laughs> like when we met, um, oh no, wait, that one didn't go the way. Maybe, the I mean, think of Alina's family. Let's not use my family as a reference point. I feel like nothing bad happened when we met my dad. Yeah, see, when we met Boat's dad, it was like in we fact, were just meditating on a mountain. In fact, he and I were able to come to, uh, you know, sort of an agreement and understanding after years of animosity and estrangement. So you could say that something very positive happened when we met my dad. Yeah, see, things were it seems it seems like you have a great history in your family of. Fathers and sons with estrangement issues. Yeah, well, you know, with I don't only know if I would say that with only one but... data point, it's it's really hard to, really really difficult to establish a pattern. Well, and the time with my dad was really chill. Like we we all just had crazy dreams. That's what I remember. Yeah. See, right, we, me and family's good. But then we met your mom. Well, and your well, sister. Well, that, I would say Melody was a plus, not a minus. However, uh, I, Johannes might have a point. What about, you told us about your brother. Your brother seemed really enthusiastic about being more involved in your life. Maybe he'd like to hang on to Cole for a little while. We are not leaving Cole with Xerxes. 
Well, I don't... I, he seemed like a pretty cool guy based on the stories you told. I... Plus. What part of anything that I said implied he was cool? He's... insane. All right, let's... He's, let's just... Let's go through a list of people that we know who are responsible enough to take care of a young child and or creature. This feels... This feels like parents desperately trying yeah. to find a babysitter so they can go <laughs> on one date night. <laughs> Fast forward two hours. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, Chicken Lady's the one that meets all the criteria here. You know, I didn't think this is how it would work out, but as we laid out more and more criteria, somehow Chicken Lady fits every single bill. Got a statue after her. Got uh, a, a lot of people who care and depend on her. Uh, she's a, a leader and uh, for the town folk. And for the chickens. Yeah, speaks for justice. How are we going to find Chicken Lady? Oh, you put up the chicken signal. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? When you go and you go outside and you go and you run around as fast as you can, you'll find Chicken Lady. Of course, how could I have forgotten? Mm -hmm. I was just thinking we'd go back to the port town where we met her in the first place. Mm, yeah, that's the easier way to do it. We could always put him on the luster. Cole no. is going to tug on Johannes's cape and pull his pan flute up to his lips and play a little, which is going to give all of you this sense of belonging, the sense of feeling. Cole wants to stay with you guys. You know, but I don't know if you threw that option out as a gaff, but that might be one of the better options we've got. They're a very trustworthy crew. They've got a magic boat. They're more mm -hmm. likely to encounter us on our journey, but without being in imminent, highly dangerous... Well, well, except for the time we fought a giant sea monster. Hmm. But he'd have a cat babysitter. He'd get to hang out with Maximilian all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd be a little envious of that. Mm-hmm. Pirate cat. Pirate, pirate cat. cat. Pirate, pirate cat. Uh, what, what? It looks like looks like Cole is trying to tell us he wants to stay, though. No, I think he was saying he wants to stay with us specifically, not here at my parents' house. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Which, I I I land the same place I did last time we had this conversation, bud. It's not. The place we are about to go in the immediate future is so dangerous, and I cannot consciously be a part of making the decision to take you somewhere so dangerous with us. I like having you with us. I like your company. I like having you around. But I don't want to put you in a position where you could potentially die. Cole kind of gives you a look of determination. Well, I know He's... you're very good at taking care of yourself. It's not a matter of that. I'm not convinced we're going to be okay. You probably just made him even sadder. At that utterance, Cole's eyes are going to widen, and he's going to give you a more urgent look. He's going to give the impression that he wants to be a part of keeping all of you safe. I... I appreciate that. I really do. And I... I know where you're coming from, you know? If it's not safe for us, then who are we to say that you shouldn't come with? 
but that's kind of the thing is we're we're the grown-ups here like we're supposed to be taking care of these sorts of things he's gonna kind of cross his arms and look down but he doesn't seem to be making any more argument for the moment well i mean first things first we got to figure out what our options are in terms of uh who could look after cole and it sounds like we're not coming up with great ones I don't know. Johannes makes a very compelling case for Chicken Lady. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that meets all the criteria we laid out. We've ruled everyone else out pretty much. Did we rule out Moonzy? Yeah, because Moonzy doesn't have a face. So well, that also, seems prejudice. Also, yeah, well, that was on the criteria. See, it says um, has has a good face. Well, I'm just thinking with Moonzy existing in like an extra dimensional realm that shifts constantly around the universe, it would be really difficult for somebody bad to find Cole. Unless well, it shifts somewhere bad, which is what we were talking about. If Moonzy shifts all the way to some place we can't help, then what are we supposed to do? That's... Uh, I don't know that Moonzy's a bad ask. I just don't know if he would. I don't like the idea of that, because Moonzy talks a lot about how we're not his only customers. And... If we're not his only customers, then who else is going into that shop? And how do we know that it's not, you know, dragon priests? We could ask him. I mean, we we could ask, but I don't, I don't know. That makes me nervous. And Moonzy might not know who comes into his shop and what their means and their ideals are. I'd much rather put Cole somewhere where we know the people that will be looking after him and we know that those people are not affiliated with people who want us dead. Not only that, but sometimes there's things in Moonzy's shop that I look at them and I can feel that they're evil things. You but are right there. We're talking in circles. Let's get an actionable plan for what we can do right now, aside from finding Koza, and we can figure this out as we're going. But I don't think we should leave him here. Whoop! There's the dinner bell. Did you guys hear that? This is good news. Check this out. Oh, this is going to be exciting. Johanna starts running back down one of the like hallways and like the little connected uh, uh, rooms in the cellar. And then he comes back and he's like, heck, yeah, they knew you guys were with me, too. We got five meals right here. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Don't worry, Felix. We got some cheese for you. As... This moment happens. We're going to hit two Koza and slightly back in time. Can we have some heart music? (laughs) Koza, as you are watching this exchange, they're having this discussion and a lot of it goes a little over your head. It talks about trade rates and whether or not something would be of the high enough quality for what uses it's being utilized for. At one point, Ilfiel takes the package of documents that she has, taps them on the table, sits them to the side, and leans forward. Her face, normally bright and cheerful, sort of darkens, and she goes, This contract wasn't how it was originally written. If you want us to sign on to this, you will put back in the original clauses. I don't like being tricked, and I don't suggest you try. Koza, go ahead and roll insight for me. Oh, no. That's going to be a 10. You're able to tell that Ilfiel's 
feel in some kind of way, but you're not able to get a read on the Folger brothers. Can I try to sneak around to get a different view on the, the contract? Uh, sure. So you're going to scramble up the bookcase and across the rafters, and you're going to kind of squint trying to get a better look at the contract overall. Yeah, I, I cl- clamber over like there's a shelf books on it. I slip into a bottle for a second and then <laughs> pop back out of it. There's a little like... You definitely make some noise. Yeah. But it only seems to be enough for everybody to kind of pause and look around for a moment. I like, there's a second where I'm like, there's a space between two books and I'm just like standing there like a book, like really straight. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would be best if we tabled this conversation for now. It will give you time to go over it and edit it correctly this time. Yes? Both of the brothers kind of look at each other and make little noises of affirmation as they collect the papers. It is at this moment that you hear the ringing of a bell signifying dinner. Well, I think, so does anybody get up to leave or what what happens? Yes. Okay. All three of them do. Um, I'm going to follow the brothers at this point. You're going to be able to slip silently, avoiding the gaze of Ilfiel, the brothers, everyone. You're able to follow them closely enough to hear the back-and-forth discussion that they are having. Apparently, whatever deal they're trying to make with the dragon priests is to fix something that, in their minds, Johannes caused. Do, Do I have any sense of what it is? You're going to be intrigued and get closer. You're able to tell from the voices that there's this resignation for these conversations. Like, there's something that they've been dealing with for some time now. There is a resentment and a frustration there. Whatever they're trying to fix is something Johannes did long ago and appears to have caused them immense amounts of trouble, possibly enough trouble to drive them to what it is they're doing now. Once I feel like I don't, they're not going to say much more, I'm going to head back to... Do I know where the rest of the party was? I don't think so. Okay, then I guess... But fortunately... <laughs> well, I was about to say, fortunately, they're all going for dinner, but no, oh. no, they're not, because Johannes got them dinner and brought them, brought it into the room. I'm going to try to find a shortcut to get to the uh, dining hall before if it'll feel. Okay. Is there, there a role I need to do to I, find I, shortcut? I'm trying to figure out what is role <laughs> for shortcut. Maybe just role... Acrobatics? acrobatics to see if you get there faster just like roll to cartwheel down faster than she'll get there i was i was thinking investigation for find shortcut but i love the idea of it's not that he's taking a shorter route it's that he's doing sick ferret tricks to get there faster (laughs) Sick ferret parkour i I got it a perception using smell to smell the way to dinner yeah. Actually, in that, in, okay, yeah. I will allow. I that. was, I was more excited for Koza Hawk's pro ferret. <laughs> yeah, I was also okay. excited for ferret no, parkour. I, I, just, but... just give it a second, cause hear what's going on with, with my. Oh, okay, I'm here. I'm ready. Tell me a with story. With my 21, I think what happens, you know, like just imagine, 
like a little ferret, but he's moving like a spy, backflips, dodging into corners around. Ba, 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 ba. There's, a, but meanwhile, there's the little like little floating tendrils of smoky smell in the air, and Koza's following that smell, and it, it goes through little cracks and up through the wall, and then down down a hole in the ceiling and up a hallway, and he finds himself on the roof, and there's a rope there, and he takes the rope and he zip lines down into a window, and he's in the hall, the dining hall. As a ferret. Yes. You're still a ferret. Yeah, why not? All right. With those rolls, it does appear that you've gotten there before anyone else. But you're still a ferret, so I'm trying to figure out what it is you're trying to do. Oh, I forgot to tell you that the top level of the dining hall has lasers all over it that would trigger an alarm if you touch any of them. Oh, yeah, it was so super close. I Because uh, almost touched a laser. Um, but... He kind of flattened himself out a little bit and was able to like sneak yeah, out. Yeah, the spineless ferret yeah. form. There's this scene where Koza goes to enter a room and it seems completely bare, and then he sneezes and a little puff of dust reveals lasers on the floor. <sighs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, little cute ferret sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like this. All right, Koza. So what are you doing now that you are in the dining room? Other. As a fair table of uh, places around the table, yes, because it's gonna go sit at one of the places as a ferret. I mean, giving away that if they see a ferret, it is in fact you. Well, I don't think they've seen a ferret yet, so they're just gonna walk in and there's gonna be a ferret sitting at the table, and that's gonna be normal. You know, for you. you spend enough time as a ferret and you just kind of forget that you're a ferret. I can't that's imagine true. I would forget that I'm less than a foot tall, but. No, I I think Chapman's right. There's this uh, documentary series of books about these kids that turn into animals. No, we're not doing the animorphs. If they they spend more than two hours in one of their forms, they're stuck there because they think they just are that animal now. Also, haven't... God, was that that part of the thing? Haven't? Yeah. yeah, Had a two-hour time limit? Yeah, that's the thing in the animorphs. Have you ever just, like, had a really comfy pair of slippers on and then just, like, next thing you know, you're, like, walking out the house with these really comfy slippers on and you're like... Oh, my God. Wait, I'm not supposed to wear these outside the house. They're just slippers, but they're so comfortable that you forgot you had them on. This is just an extended metaphor for jeans and being jorts and my life. (laughs) Josephine, Sebastian, Jonathan, Philip, Senna, and Ilfiel all enter the dining hall. And all of them kind of pause at one moment or another to look at the ferret sitting at the table like a people. The ferret looks back. Um, excuse me. The the older halfling woman kind of like looks over at the rest of the group. Did someone bring a weasel into the house? <laughs> Why is his napkin tied around his neck like it's a bib? Kosa uh, <laughs> looks at his paws and then it's like, Oh, and you see Koza turn back into a person. There's a moment of ah! that, that she kind of lets enjoy that using that sound forever, Gabe. Um, I am so sorry. Just if you could put that sound every time Alex has sneezed this yeah. episode. Lots of reverb. <laughs> was there a point where Koza was spotted in this house as a ferret? Or am I thinking exclusively of the transporting tower? You're thinking, You're thinking exclusively of the, of the transporting tower. Okay. Everybody stands motionless 
staring at Koza, who now sits at the dining room table as a person. Also, um, I do like the question that was posed by Gabe because I thought the same thing, which was, does the bib stay the same size or does it change with him? Because if it doesn't, Koza is yeah, dead. Koza has crushed his <laughs> larynx. I'm going to say it changes with him because that also explains why he has clothes on when he transforms back. Actually, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't explain it doesn't that. Yeah. I, but you, you can say, say that the napkin tears. I mean, I, I, yeah, he's got strong just, neck just, muscles. Just, he just, just, just let it transform. Don't worry about it, listener. Just, just, just don't worry about it. If a ferret were to wear pants, would they wear it like this or like this? Also, also, I aggressively hate this idea that. Like, that's how Koza gets taken out. (laughs) That's how the end of the series happens. All right. They all stare at Koza, now sitting in his fully human form, notably not strangled to death by a napkin, looking expectantly at all of them. There is a complete silence that has fallen over the room. And Koza, for a moment, you feel... Like, you might have just made things awkward. some thank yous I would like to say to the Patreon to make this show possible and I want to give each of y'all a mushroom Captain Envy you are the beautiful Rusula Jedros Gaming the horse mushroom Domovoy how could you be anything other than the inside out Agaric. Elizabeth Lee, you're the the, the, the giant puffball. Jeff Buck, absolutely you are the livid Intoloma. Thank you all so much. Walla 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 I think this is just game trying to make us look like jackasses. Walla 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 walla